Okay, so you heard me asking uh, my dog, Liz, what is uh, her mission? <laughs> and that's what I want to talk today. It's for us to reflect on what is uh, our mission. And to start that, um, let's read the Bible. Let's look in what Christ tells us and see through his teachings how we can answer that question not only for our dogs but also for us as well so i'm gonna grab here uh, my bible just a second <clears throat> and here it is let's open here this bible and see what is that christ teaches us uh, today so I'm gonna go to the Gospel of Christ according to John, chapter 10, verses 1 to 18, 21, verses 1 to 21. So let's read uh, this Gospel of Christ according to John, chapter 10, verses 1 to 21. The Passage, The Good Shepherd Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling and not the shepherd, 
whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth them. The hireling fleeth because he is an hireling, and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them I also must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. There was a division, therefore, again among the people for these saints. And many of them said, He hath a devil, and is mad, why heareth him? Others said, These are not the words of him that hath a devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? That's a very good question. <laughs> That's a very good question because we are here seeing uh, people questioning this teaching of Christ about the Good Shepherd. And what is the point between the Good Shepherd and our mission? Well, uh, for instance, when we think about mission, we are talking about something that we are ought to do, that we have the need to accomplish, that we feel inside of us, that we uh, see as a calling, as something that we need to fulfill. But in all journeys, in all paths, we will have doubts, we will have questions, and we will always seek someone to help us find the answers of those questions. And what are those that help us, if not shepherds, if not people that are teaching us uh, and giving us the experience of life, showing what it is that we need to do, what are the steps that we need to take to accomplish our mission, to accomplish what we see and feel as our calling. So Christ as the Good Shepherd is guiding us, is showing us the way that we need to follow. And it's very interesting in the beginning because he's telling us that his sheep, they listen to his voice. They hear it and follow. So when we feel a calling in our intimacy, in our own heart, 
we have that certainty that is God talking to us. That is Christ showing us what it is that we need to do. So why not take the first step? So why not go and follow the Good Shepherd? Follow His guidance. You see, for us to follow a mission, for us to uh, accomplish a mission, we need an idea. We need something that is bigger than us, even if it's someone or something. Because when it's someone, we are uh, seeing in that person the exact idea or example that we want to be. So uh, there is an idea behind it. The person is incarnating that idea that we want uh, to also incarnate. And here we see in Christ the incarnation of God's Word, His love. So when we are uh, trying to act with love, when we are trying to manifest this uh, emotion, this spiritual uh, meaning of love in our lives, we are trying to follow the steps of Christ. We are trying to uh, achieve His example as well. But then uh, comes the question, and it's a very uh, direct question that is connected with the last one in this passage. When someone asks others that are offending Christ, that are telling for us to not uh, see good in what he is saying, they ask them, can a devil open the eyes of the blind? When we are asking ourselves, what is my mission? We are doing the same. We are trying to see. We are trying to cure our spiritual eyes from blindness so that we can understand the path that we must follow. Now, we are seeing here that Christ is opening our eyes, but not in a way that takes our free will or even conscience will. And the difference between the two is that the first one is the right to choose. The second one is our capacity to choose. Because sometimes we have the right to choose something. But uh, you have to question yourself sometimes. Do I have the capacity to make that choice? Maybe not. Maybe it's not the time. So... That's why we have to understand the free will and the conscience will. That is our capacity to choose, to make a choice. Now Christ is uh, opening our eyes, not for us to be ignorant, no. Not for us to follow uh, something or someone without questioning, without uh, trying to understand logically, emotionally, spiritually, what is happening in our lives. He is giving us this capacity to choose. He is showing us that we all have this same commandment as He has. Now, uh, where is it? It's right here in the verse 18 
Verse 17 and 18, when Christ tells us, Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. So he is making his choice. We see here the free will, right? Christ is using his right to choose, to lay down his life for the sheep as a good shepherd. And now comes the conscience will. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. You see, Christ is telling us that He is doing that consciously. He is making that choice because He wants to. And He has the capacity to do it. Now, uh, for us to have the capacity to make uh, our choices, we need to study, right? So, uh, for someone to be a doctor and have the capacity to choose between what to do to save the life of his patient, he previously uh, had to study all the subjects about uh, medicine, how to be a physician, and then have the capacity to make his choice, the best choice to save others' life. So it's the same thing in all of our lives. We study to have the capacity to make our choices. Right, so going back to uh, that first question, what is our mission then? What is our spiritual mission? First of all, we need to uh, have the, the open mind to see that sometimes we may not have only one mission. We may have two or three or even more. Why? Because a mission is like a quest in a game, let's say. Uh, when we are playing a game, uh, we have quests, we have tasks, you can even call it tasks uh, uh, to make it more uh, in our daily work. So when we are doing some work, we have tasks to complete so that we can finish our work, right? So it's the same idea with mission. For you to fulfill a mission, you have to complete quests, you have to complete tasks. Okay, so we might not have only one mission, we might have uh, two or even three missions. Because all of that is connected with the idea that we have tasks to fulfill, quests, let's say, to fulfill. So that we can uh, finally say that we completed our mission. Now, for us to understand our own mission, we need to have that in mind and then see that uh, not everything is connected or bound to only one thing in our own lives. Okay, so uh, let's say a baker. And uh, with all due respect to them, I, I even am a fan of bread. I, I love bread. I, I love to uh, have that in my breakfast. <laughs> But we cannot say that the baker's mission is to find a great, magnificent recipe for bread. We cannot say that his whole life is summarized in that recipe that 
it won't be perfect because there will be people that won't like. <laughs> Not everybody likes what we may create or, or what we may uh, bring. Are you seeing the pattern here? Uh, what I'm trying to bring is that we cannot summarize our life to only one perspective of our mission, to only one thing. It's like I was uh, saying in the beginning, we want to fulfill something. We have that calling, we have that urge inside of us to fulfill something, to do something for our lives. Now, no, it's not everybody that knows what to do. That's why we need an example. That's why we need the Good Shepherd, the one that is right in front of us, telling us what path to follow, what to do. It will always comprise to an idea, to uh, that principle, that great principle that we want to manifest, that we want to be the example of. When you have then an idea that you want to follow, that you want to uh, manifest in your life, you will start to fulfill some tasks to get to that conclusion. Now, what is the general idea behind all that? Is uh, we can say that are two things, right? Uh, in our discussion here, in our study uh, of the gospel of Christ, we can say that are two things. You have the general idea and you have the specific idea. Okay, so uh, let's say, for instance, I want to bring peace to the world. That's the general idea, that's the mission that I am willing to fulfill, right? Okay, so what is the specific idea? How can you take the first step to make that happen? I want to work in a way that can bring peace to my family. That's the specific idea. You see, we can have and we have a greater mission, we have a, a, a great ideal that we want to follow, that we want to manifest, but we can do it in small steps, with a few things before reaching that great ideal. And not blindly, no. As we saw here in this passage, Christ is opening our eyes to not only see the choices that we can make, but have the capacity to make those choices. That's all in our minds. That's all in our thoughts. Because as I brought here, we first think, then talk, and then do, right? So to finish our, uh, so to finish for now our debate here, I want to bring these words of Brother Paiva uh, for us to see how our minds, our thoughts can impact in our choices, in our, in our mission. 
But first, let's answer that, that question that I brought here about what is the mission of my dog, Alice. <laughs> so if we take everything that I just said, okay, and we see that they are loving, that they are those beautiful creatures that are close to us, we can then uh, have that same notion that the general idea of their mission is to help us, is to be with us. It's, it's that simple. <laughs> but the specific one, only you can answer. I won't be able to answer this question for your dog or your cat or your bird or the animal that you have. But you will, because you will notice the difference in your life with them. You will notice how they change you, how they help you with something that you had to understand, that you had to learn. And I am only talking about pets here, but there are so many things in our lives, like children, work, our uh, partner, uh, our friends, our family, all of them will add something to our mission, will add something for us to understand and then fulfill. But now for that page of Brother Paiva that you can find in his blog, paivaneto.com, uh, let's bring these words uh, in his article entitled Conducting One's Thoughts, Wings or Shackles writes uh, Brother Paiva in this excerpt Popular tradition teaches us that thought is power So, my dear friends who carefully read me let us bear in mind at all times the very best, in other words, good for others and for ourselves. If we are always in good spirits, the beneficial consequences will be evident, since we shall feel strengthened by the divine authority of Jesus, who has never faltered in the face of provocations and inspire us to overcome them with him. Very wise words in just a few sentences. And as you can see, you have a lot more to read about this subject, about the power of our thoughts to uh, have, to have this conscience will in our lives, to not only seek for the free will, that is the right to choose, but also our conscience will, our capacity to make the right choices. Thank you very much for your time. I hope you have a very good day. God is present. Jesus lives in our hearts forever. May the light of Christ be the north of your life.